Hello, this is Annette Lackovich and you're listening to Cashflow Candy. This is episode two and today you're going to find out about the four greatest mistakes on what people do when selling and what to do to avoid them. We're going to break the old school myth of will more no's bring you a yes. It's a nice short one today. You're going to take away a lot of information in a short amount of time so you can start running with the ball immediately. I'll see you on the other side. Hi, this is Annette Lackovich and you're listening to Cashflow Candy. Join me while I interview successful entrepreneurs, business specialists, and share the ultimate information, helping you increase your sales, doing what you love. So let's start making some candy for your business. Hello and welcome. I don't know if many of you have been around in the sales world for a while, but there's a very old saying, and the saying is that selling is a numbers game. And the the other thing that comes off that or stems off that is the more no's you get, get excited because you're getting closer to your yes. I don't know about you, but I've never been you know, a person that's got excited about getting a no, and I know that many other people don't either. So today we're going to look at how to actually change that. Instead of getting excited about getting a no, let's get excited about continually improving our communication skills so we can actually get excited because we're getting more yeses. Most people I know when they get no's, they don't get excited because they sit there and they try to work out what did they do wrong? What was something that they didn't do? They look at their sales process and look at what they actually missed and they think about the missed opportunities. Now, when you do that, it's great because it's self-coaching and self-coaching is one of the fastest ways for you to ever be able to improve. And another fast way is obviously having somebody on the outside looking in to be able to help you because you could be in what's called unconscious competence, which means you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) So today I'm going to go through four tips and these four tips are about how you can improve your game. So instead of just giving up because you don't get excited because over the no, and that's totally fine if you don't, (laughs) but it's about how do we get excited about getting more yeses. So here are four tips to why you're actually getting no's in the first place. Now, the first one is that you could be building too much rapport. Now, everybody says that you need rapport for selling, and yeah, you do, because when you have rapport that somebody likes you and they trust you, and the most important part of that is that second word, which is trust, because when a customer trusts you, it means that it's lowering their resistance, their buyer's resistance, and they're more open to listening to what you have to say. Now, what happens is, and this happens more with females, I notice, and this has not been sexist girls, it's just what happens. We naturally are strong communicators and we build relationships through rapport. So what happens in the sales game is a lot of people spend so much time building rapport that they actually lose focus on the actual sale, meaning there's not enough buying questions in the actual process. So you walk away and you've made a brilliant friend with this customer, however, you have not created a compelling reason for that customer to want to buy. So if you're making lots of friends and you're thinking, gee, I could catch up with it, have a coffee with that person or have a wine or a beer and you're not making sales, that's probably one thing that you are doing. You're spending too much time on rapport and you aren't having enough time focused on questions that create that compelling reason for that person to want to buy. Now, the second one is a biggie. It's the biggest sales killer out there. If you were to improve this one thing, by itself, you will increase your results immediately. And that is with 
absolutely no extra skill, but just this one quality. And the one quality is self-esteem. The best people at selling, the best negotiators, the best salespeople have good self-esteem. Poor self-esteem is the biggest killer in sales. If you're continually in your head, worried that you can't inspire that customer to buy, you've got continual internal dialogue, um, self-talk, thinking they don't like me or I don't want to come across pushy, then that's a lack of connection. And energetically, something happens. We're, We're all, you know, creatures and we can all pick up this energy. And if you think about it, have you ever walked into a lift and you might go to go in there and for some reason it just didn't feel right, but you went in anyway because you just thought, oh, nothing will happen to me. And it didn't. However, there was a creepy feeling that was attached to it. Have you ever gone to walk somewhere and you felt like maybe you're being followed? We've got this thing called instinct and instinct comes from the, the energy Now, you would never get another animal that would ever step into a cage or some big metal square um, container, which is a lift for us, and get in it if it felt unsafe. Now, we do not use our instinct enough. When we're actually selling, we do. We tap into it because we've already got this radar out that maybe the person that's selling to us really doesn't have our best mind in interest. And that goes back to the first step, which is the build rapport. So we trust we reduce that buyer's resistance because the rapport becomes greater. However, how can you build great rapport? How can you connect truly if you have this internal dialogue going on and you're actually sending energy out there going, get away, run away from me, right? So one of the biggest skills that you could actually work on is self-esteem. What's actually going on internally? And I call it a skill because naturally it's a quality. However, skills can be taught. And this is what I'm going to teach you for this. Fill up yourself with positive self-talk about how amazing your product is, why you actually got it in the first place, or why you're actually doing what you're doing if it's a service, um, how it's changed other people's lives. Now, if you have a product and you haven't been able to sell it yet, well, that product must be being used around the world somewhere, or that service is being used, or something similar somewhere. And I want you to think about how many lives that product or service has changed. You can only think about one thought per second, and it's up to you what it's going to be. Is it going to be positive or negative? So if you're in the car and you're driving out to meet somebody or you've got somebody coming into your office, then beforehand, all I want you to do is just sit there for one minute and just put in a whole heap of great positive self-talk so you can actually start to switch that positive energy on when that customer walks through that door or you walk into that meeting that you are switched on and energetically they pick up the confidence because confidence is what makes a customer feel safe. All right, number three, you present your product or your service too early. This is the biggest mistake I see in presenting your product, the biggest. The biggest is that you start talking about your product before you have permission. Now, what do I mean by permission? 
It's not permission that the customer says, okay, yes, you can show me, because those words will probably never come out of their mouth. It is the situation of being able to ensure that you've gathered all the information from your customer, that you have enough information to tailor that presentation so it sounds different to the person you've just spoken to beforehand and maybe the person the week before that. By tailoring your presentation, it locks into that customer's compelling reason. You see, if you don't tailor your presentation, it's going to come across generic. And if it's coming across, if it's coming across generic, then it's like you have a gun with one bullet and you are aiming blindfolded and you're hoping that that bullet connects. So instead of taking a shot that you have a one in a million chance of actually hitting that target, create more of a motivating conversation so that customer goes from no buying signs to massive buying signs because you've been able to elicit their true needs and wants and how their product will help them best. So stop presenting your product too early. And sometimes your customers do this for you. They actually say, great, so tell me what you're doing, how much it costs, especially if you've prospected them. So you need to make sure that you swap it around and you be able to, uh, you want to be able to flip that conversation around and make sure you're able to ask some information about them so you can find out how your product or service will help them best. Okay, number four, scripted and disconnecting. The fourth mistake of why you're getting no's at the moment could be because you're scripted and you're feeling so disconnected from that customer or that customer's feeling disconnected from you. Many uh, old school, you know, sales processes was all about heavy scripting. And I was sitting in one of those, you know, sessions too. Uh, when I was first in the health and fitness industry, we had a nine page script for the telephone. Could you imagine sitting through nine pages? And I'm talking about 84 pages. <laughs> like, hello. We used to have people hang up on us and you know why. Or they'd be screaming over, over our voices, tell me the price. And we were taught to ignore the customer's questions. So they will be yelling at us wanting the price. We're ignoring them. So no wonder they hung up. Plus, they had to sit through nine pages of us scripting if they were patient enough. So old school was about heavy, heavy scripting. Now, if you're so focused on the scripting, then you can't be authentic. You sound like one, a robot, or two, you're just remembering what the next line's coming up, and how can you truly build that customer connection? So what I choose to teach instead is models, and models help you guide through the sales process However, you're able to weave in you, your personality, your authenticity, and you're able to stay relaxed, which the customer will pick up anyway, that you're not stressed trying to remember words. And what will happen is that you'll feel more relaxed and you'll probably sell 100 times better. Not probably, you will. <laughs> I've seen it. So if you're running with scripts, all I would say is this, how can you Walk away from the script. Say what it needs to say, but say it in your own words. How can you do that so you get the same message across, but the way that you execute it might be different for the different people that you meet. If I have someone that's really conservative, then the script needs to be worked for that conservative person. If I've got somebody that's really colloquial language, a blue-collar worker, or someone that's just really chilled and relaxed, then the scripting is not going to fit. So we're coming across that we're teaching that one size fits all, but communication is not about that. 
This is why we need to know how to build rapport. This is why we need to know how to communicate. This is why we need to understand how to diagnose our customers individually so we can then present our product in the best way that serves them. So they're my four tips for why you're getting no's. So will no, more no's bring you to a yes? I'm going to say if you're getting no's, you'll probably keep getting no's if you're not fixing it. The only way you're going to get to more yeses is understanding your sales process, understanding your best communication skills and having models to guide you. So the four tips are, do you build too much rapport and not ask enough buying questions? Or is it that you're more in your head, you've got poor self-esteem, your confidence is lacking? Or perhaps it's you're just getting in that meeting and you're just starting to talk about your products and services without asking any questions. So it's just a generic presentation. Or the final one, if you're from the old school days, perhaps you're running with too many scripts and you're not being that connected with that customer. Any one of these four tips alone will dramatically help your conversions. Just even focus on one for today and truly see you bounce back into 2015 with the growth and development of your business. Anyway, that's it for today, a nice short one. Success and happiness is Annette Lakovich. Bye-bye. You're listening to Cashflow Candy. This is Annette Lakovich, and if you want to join me for more interviews and great sales and business advice, make sure you subscribe to my Cashflow Candy show. Let's keep boosting your sales and building the business of your dreams.